Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No. No. See, somebody sent me a video action last Friday and it had you talking at the Socialist Community oh, right. Court. Yes, yes. And, and you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Right now, uh, it's a multi-day conference, and I got a copy of the program as well as some snapshots and a little bit of commentary from the inside. Um, I'll also, at the end of this video, I'll also be providing you guys with the links so that if you wanted yourself to even go see this very interesting conference, um, I think you should. It's very topical at the moment, um, so much so that I almost think it's unnecessary. And I'll explain. So this program down there at the National Emergency Management Conference is more about it is meant to be about civil defense being ready to get organized in the event of a crisis. And we all know that overseas that sometimes crises and management or organization or practice runs, drills, whatever you want to call them, um, usually happen before an event. So just want to hang that out there that this makes me uncomfortable that this camp conference is going on to begin with, um, because I don't think that actually New Zealand's in a real bad position to be in any sort of crisis. I actually don't think that it is, um, but they're sure acting like uh, we are. So next thing is, is that uh, I have, I have a, a belief and I've said this in the past that internationally speaking, communist uh, organizations, globalist organizations are doing everything they can to endure, um, uh, endear themselves um, to indigenous people, people who identify as uh, black, brown, people of color, whatever you want to go by, right? And I firmly believe this because in the States, it's been evident for a long time that the Democrats are doing everything they can financially to just basically hand money to um, who they call as disenfranchised minorities. And there's there's been, uh, you know, quite a bit of... of of pushback, I guess, in some areas of those communities because they they themselves see it as weakening them. Um, there is actually a hashtag called the well, you know hashtag walk away. Uh, it's a movement about people leaving the Democratic Party because they they see how it's being um, race games are being used uh, to further their agenda. And this program that's behind me is actually kind of plays to that. I feel like New Zealand is no different. I feel like New Zealand's government and at all levels within all departments and within all sub-departments are being compelled with great urgency, haste, and, uh, and a lot of resource to, to insert um, race into 
topics that are actually meant to be wholly objective. I, on, I, national emergency management should be as clean and as black and white as you can possibly get so that all people understand, and as, as it stands right now, the national language of New Zealand is English. And so I'm going to show you some pictures. I'm going to show you some content um, that's in this um, that's in this uh, sorry um, schedule. But before I do that, I want to remind you all that it was like five days ago that Tina Nata, who is a, a government employee who described who is who I would describe as a radical Maori. Okay, now that is not uh, a description for all Maori people. Nope, there is 99% of Maori people are great, good people. I'll have a I'll have a beer with you and we'll even laugh real hard. Um, but there's 1%. There's always 1% in every faction of the world that are a bit out there, a bit too much, a bit extreme. And I personally would describe Tina Nata as that. She went about um, being collaborated with uh, Anna uh, McAllister, and uh, and I still believe wholeheartedly. Everyone's telling me I'm wrong, uh, but I don't believe that I am. Um, Debbie Nariwa Packer actually for setting up a petition to get Lee Williams fired from his job, um, and that was you know just five days ago. She started doing all this crap. She was a speaker at this program that I'm about to show you. She was speaking there as a national defense speaker. I'm very, uh, I'm sorry, a national emergency management speaker. I'm really surprised by this. I'm, I thought she was working for environmental science and research. So what is a person who used to research plastics doing um, now suddenly telling us how to live um, during a, an emergency crisis? What? So yeah, I'm, I'm, it just seems all like every department we can, let's find a way to shove something um, um, uh, I, cultural in there, even though it's completely unnecessary. I get that Modi people are, are proud and they're, they feel like they're being embraced and that's great, but you're being embraced. And in the short term, I feel like it's going to be really great for you guys. Um, but long-term, I think it's going to be terrible because if you look at, where around the world, the World Health Organization and, and governments around the world are emphasizing spending their time on the COVID vaccine. Well, they're spending it on black and brown people. And I'm sorry, but if it's an emergency vaccine, and, oh, sorry, emergency vaccine, and it's an experimental vaccine, and they're just focusing on the brown people because they're doing it in Africa. They've done it in South Auckland. Hell, they're even vaccinating the prisoners in New Zealand before the police officers themselves. That should tell you something about how I feel like the communists of the world are trying to use indigenous people. Um, and uh, man, you need to stop um, buying into this fact that that race has some sort of determinant value. It absolutely doesn't. Uh, you are a measure of your, your decisions uh, and the actions you take every single day. And we are all responsible for the actions and decisions that occur in our lives every single day. And um, no one else can be held accountable. No one alive today was around um, when colonialism happened. So we can't be held responsible for it. And we shouldn't let it determine our future either. And so when I look at this, this weird program, you'll get what I mean get into it so give me a second i'm going to share my screen all right 
Okay. <clears throat> so this is the program or part of the program. <clears throat> Excuse me very much. Here is uh, the first schedule. So it's, it's, it's broken out. It's got different breakouts. But you'll notice that everything is is definitely pushing Tidriel Maori, man. Huge, hot, hot. Like it's, there's actually very little English written in here. It's amazing, actually. Um, but so they have these different breakouts. And here's one. Maori leaders making decisions on behalf of Maori. Well, wait a minute. If that's, if you're going to make that ruling or you guys are going to push that type of behavior upon people, well, then white people should be leading white people and Tongans should be leading Tongans and, and Fijians should be taking care of Fijians. And you know, the Chinese will take care of themselves too. So this is, this is weird. This is separatist to me. This is not, this is not inclusive in my opinion. This is the opposite of inclusive. Um, it is segregation. It's apartheid. And I don't agree with it. I think it's terrible. Um, so what else here? We come down here to the next, oh, to the next breakout down here, recognizing the critical role of Iwi Māori in the emergency management system. I fine. Aren't we all citizens of this place? We all live here. We all pay into this system. You know, right? So why are we having, I, we recognize the critical role. We criticize the critical role of everyone, man. Um, and uh, so I think that this here, this recognizing the critical role of Iwi is a stepping stone. I think I, we're building a narrative here because you've noticed it over the last several years in New Zealand, um, the, the the absolute onslaught of um of Te Reo Maori coming into um, um, our content, whether it's uh, something we're reading as we're flicking through our, our phone or something we're watching on, on the news or we hear it as we're in the car, wherever, right? It's It's been huge. It's actually been disproportionate to the size of the population of, of they themselves. And so we've always been a proud Kiwi nation who has always been proud of, of its Maori history. We have included it. As long as I've ever lived in New Zealand since 1989, it's always been a huge fixture of it. Even when us white folks go overseas and we go traveling when we're young, we carry it with us and we're proud like it's our own. And now, but, but for some reason in 2021, it's like we've, we've never done right. And it just seems wrong. So coming down here to the volume, bottom here, bottom one, um, next breakout is um, valuing the role Maori play in a responsive emergency management system. Okay. <clears throat> Again, doesn't this should be true for all races though? Over here on the other page, you know, facilitators, um, all oh, these are just reports back. Okay. Here we go. This right here at 1145. Withstanding crises through localized action. The speaker was Tina Nata, the same lady got Lee will help to Lee get Lee Williams fired. She also speaks further on down here, um, valuing communities and their lived experiences. See, uh, valuing communities and their lived experiences. This all seems for an emergency management type of um, conference. You know, emergency management's pretty serious shit. It's got the word emergency in it. So this just all seems very fluffy. It just seems all very um, focused solely on cultural rather than, hey, we got to take care of all people here. <laughs> um, and I just, yeah, that's nuts. So that's the, look, I'll have picked, I'll put these pictures up 
um, in my Facebook. Um, and uh, you guys can have a look at the finer detail here. But long and the short of it is it's just a whole lot of um, forced, it's forced opinion. Um, so this is Tina Nata. This is the lady here right here. You can see here withstanding crisis through localized action. Now I've read a summary of, of what it is Tina actually said here. And what she said was, she was prefacing back in 1920, there was an epidemic and there was two, two local villages who that were predominantly Maori who, who, who kind of fenced themselves off and were, and didn't get, didn't get nearly as uh, affected by, by the virus. And so she's basically laying out the, the groundwork to advocate or to condone and make possible um, the future iwi checkpoints like we saw up in Northland uh, and that we saw at various points around the North Island. So I believe that that's what this is, um, withstanding crisis through localized action. And that's that's what I believe this is, because I don't believe she, why would she be why is she somehow an expert um, and someone who needs to be talking about how to deal with localized crisis? But on a racial level, honestly, it's just nuts. New Zealand's a multicultural place with all different races. Um, and the one thing that we can probably all um, communicate best on is probably one language platform. And it just seems like I feel like this is going to be really confusing for a lot of folks. <clears throat> this was another lady. Um, her name's Lily Anderson. Apparently, she's uh, the head of, of this particular organization. Um, I don't, I have to zoom in here to see what she actually says here. It's a bit, we saw local government and crown strengthen relationships with Iwi throughout the response period during the 25 years of uh, legislating for it. COVID-19 gave us the opportunity to put partnership into practice. Um, crown agencies and local government to maintain their relationships and build on them, not just in times of crisis, partnership principles. So it'll be all about um, treaty partnership principles. Um, I think that's where we're gonna, this is gonna end up going, um, <clears throat> sadly, because I think that we're, uh, we're long overdue for some new cases, um, in my opinion, and, um, oh, come on. Sorry, I'm trying to zoom out. All right. I want to um, show you guys this. If you haven't already seen, I apologize if this is kind of small. I'll read it to you. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, actually, no, hold on. I got a picture of it. I'll bring it up. And then I can bring it over here. There we go. And All right. Let's start at the top. This is from Tina Nata. This is five days ago. This is the woman who was just speaking in this conference. There's, she basically says here, this is Lee Williams. Took a bit of tracking, but it turns out he currently works at Sinlay in Christchurch. Here's their website. How helpful of her. A company that has a sustainability profile and is dedicated to check notes, uh, creating opportunities for all to thrive and want to embrace a diverse range of talent. Talent. It doesn't say race. It just says talent. They even have a director of people, culture, and performance. His name is Boyd Williams. You can email him um, asking um, to ask how employing white supremacists fits in with Sinlay's people and culture strategy. 
Or you can actually email their investment manager, Hannah Lynch, and she gives goes on to basically call him a rampant white supremacist making anti-migrant, anti-Maori, anti-Chinese views. He goes on. And you know what? This is the same woman who's a government paid employee who has um, been essentially just allowed to do this, allowed to with impunity, um, with no consequence because i contacted environmental science and research because that's where her linkedin says she works but it, she was speaking today at an emergency management conference that was hosted by bear with me yeah it just says national emergency conference and that's what i've got and i look at the cover of it i got the whole cover of it so you know what i all i can tell you is what is environmental science and research um, if that's who she works for, what is she doing talking at an emergency management conference? What is she doing? Um, and why? Let's, let's get back to accountability with this lady. <clears throat> She's a government employee who has caused harm to a private citizen who uh, who is demonstrating his lawful views. I myself this evening had uh, a disappointed member of the lefty community in New Zealand who doesn't like hurty words. Um email my business partner and try and get me thrown under the bus to which my business partner bless his his heart he's a he's a he's a former lawyer himself he basically said look it's his right it's his lawful right he even quoted the new zealand bill of rights and um said his views are his personal views are his own and they're not a views of the company and that's it and you know what sweet man uh it uh it that's exactly the beauty of working with uh, working as an independent person outside of a big corporate that will force you twist your arm up to back to do things that you don't want to do. And um, you know what? I guarantee you that Sinlay are going to get in a lot of shit for doing this because whether people like it or not, Lee Williams is going to become a flashpoint. Whether it's a small ember now, it will burn because people are really angry that these leftist weirdo extremists who are using Maori culture and, and heritage to, to further their political and social agendas is sick. It's absolutely apparent and it's uh, uncalled for. Kiwis, on the average, I would pretty much agree with me. Follow along with what I'm saying. You may not like me personally. You may think I'm too brash, too much bravado, whatever, right? But you can't deny the fact that there's nothing wrong with having an opinion and that it's completely immoral for the government, including a sitting MP, Debbie Nariwa Packer, collaborating together to get a man fired from his job for just having an opinion. Put that shoe on for a second, will you? What if that was you? How would you like that? So I'm going to continue to gun for Tina Nata, Anna McAllister, and Debbie Nariwa Packer for what they've done. They need to be held accountable for what they've done. And I'm within my rights to do so. These guys are earning government dollars on our, on our dime, our taxes. You damn right I'm going to make him accountable, and you guys are all going to join me. It's going to be beautiful, man. Don't go thinking that Lee losing this job is somehow going to stagger us. Good no. Man, this is actually going to galvanize us. We're going to become hardened because of this. People have been asking the question, how do we mobilize? Yeah, it's coming. Don't worry. Don't you worry. But first, let's let them push us into another lockdown. 
it's probably not very far away. Um, and um, it's, you know, it's inevitable, right? Um, besides, I think that the one year, I think it's the one year emergency period that was enacted was June 4th of last year. <clears throat> and so that's up June 4th. So something's got to happen, man. Something's coming. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Bye guys. Sustained propaganda.